five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to talk about modeling and machine learning and artificial intelligence. It only has to beat humans. It doesn't have to be intelligent. And so away we go. Here we go. Let's start with the commercial. <laughs> Pulling her stuff out of the cab, and away goes the cab with the turkey on the roof. Somebody else is burning the food. And they're, they're drinking Heineken. get it you'd think he'd pick up another fare and there would be somebody in there that say hey there's a turkey on your roof <laughs> turkey's overrated i think for christmas anyway enough of that um don't forget we're having our jingle mingle tomorrow no friday this is only wednesday i believe i sent out the links to everybody uh, you know, if you want to be nice, you can click and register. That helps me know all the important people that are coming. Uh, Joanne Gore's coming. Isn't how about that? And I'm all excited. I don't think she's been to one of these before. Um, and she's very, very um, knowledgeable and articulate. So that'll be fun. We have uh, Steve Falk signed up. And uh, he's been he does some great videos about direct mail. He's a direct mail guy. And uh, a couple other people. Um, <laughs> not mentioned all the people who've written me and said they're not coming so shame on them but anyway so there should be an email in your in your bucket uh about the jingle mingle and um if you don't want to register the zoom link is in there at the bottom so you can just click that and show up that's all right anybody's welcome this is come one come all okay and uh it's friday afternoon at two Matthew Parker in the UK said it was too late for him and the the guys out at the guys out at uh, at Gunderson said it was too early for them <laughs> so you can't win you know it's tough when you have a 12 time zone bunch of friends it's hard to plan a party anyway but drop in if you can and send me a note if you can uh, I don't know what good it is but it you know, it helps me know you're alive. Okay, so on another note, let's get over to the new this news. Land's End deploys movable inks Da Vinci. And uh, the, Ray Schultz wrote this up. And according to Sarah Rasmussen, Chief Customer Officer at Land's End, not sure what that means, uh, the goal is to transform our email program as we drive, and here's where it gets scalable contextually relevant communications that deliver what customers want i'm a little nervous about that because that sounds like we're going to guess what you're going to want next right and if you look at this thing here 65 percent. of course i like the 65 percent off all vest coats and jackets <clears throat> wow this is an all lands end outfit today my fleece my turtleneck and uh I need to open that Land's End and buy something. But anyway, uh, 
for this year. I would buy something every year, pretty much. I'd like that. I'd like that email. <laughs> uh, I want the one he's got, right? Uh, but you know, trying to guess what you, what you're going to want next is a is a mystery, and that's one of the benefits of of the catalog because it shows you a lot of information, and it's a wish book, and you can find something you like. Um, so I'm a little skeptical, let's just say. I would love to do a follow-up with Land's End in a year or two and see if it accomplished these goals in a measurable way. Um, so I'll reach out to Sarah Rasmussen, and um, and maybe we'll have a little conversation. I think that would be wonderful. Okay, so there's been a lot of in the news about ChatGPT, and I tried to sign up for it yesterday. Connie Lozio, Lozos, uh, Lozos wrote this article, and um, <coughs> excuse me, I'm getting a little bit of a tickle. I know I am. By Friday, I might be a mess. But anyway, um, ChatGP is able to do human mimic human conversation, human. Uh, thought process writing process and if you're a bad writer i think it's pretty obvious that it could do better than you um so this guy at mit down here paul kandrosky says that this is a nuclear bomb without restrictions into an unprepared society he wrote it's the most disruptive change in the U.S. economy, um, and uh, it can mimic software engineering, high school essays, and legal documents. I saw uh, I saw something that sounded a lot like a consultant that doesn't know what to say, but fills it with lots of buzzwords, and it did an excellent job at that. An anonymous source at UCLA said they're getting hundreds per course, must be a big course, and thousands per department, and they don't know what to do with them because they have no idea anymore what's fake and what's not, which is a side commentary on the writing skill of college, <laughs> incoming college kids, and partly because they're so well-educated about their self-esteem that they don't learn to write. Um the the ai system is supposed to be self-catalyzing they're learning from the requests and this you know this isn't new um the reason that google voice to text is so much better than it was for for 20 or 30 years i kept an eye on it uh, dragon naturally speaking by ibm i actually talked with one of the developers who spent 15 years or 20 years on dragon naturally speaking and um, it never worked. I, I would install it. I would train it and train it and train it. And it never worked. And um, so I was familiar with it. And I asked him about, you know, was it frustrating that it never really worked? And then Google comes along and in three or four years, you know, figures it out. And he said, well, if I would have had that data set, I could have figured it out too. And what he meant was what Google did was he kept, it kept track of the corrections. So when it would translate your voice to text, you know, for whoever it was, 
when it would translate that, and then the person would come in and fix it. That was how it learned. And that may be how this learns also, because, um, as I said, it's not good writing at this point, and it may never be good writing. Um, there's there's an art to good writing, <laughs> right? And, and the, I mean, it's it's right now, it's not even following some basic rules, and I'll illustrate that in a minute. But, um, but they're working on a watermark, which I thought was an excellent idea, so that AI-generated content would, would somehow have a, an invisible uh, clue in it that would say that it was generated content. Now, I don't know what you do. I mean, it's not that this isn't that hard to usually watermarks the way you beat them is you, you take the text out, you put it in something like Notepad that has no real capability of, of HTML. It's just text, just, and, you know, if you don't, you can go to the command prompt and dump it in. Um, there are places where you can get rid of all the external junk around text. And so you cut and paste it into text and you bring it back into a, into a, uh, Word document or Open Office document, and uh, you'd get rid of it. Or if you did it a little piece at a time, you'd probably get rid of it too. So I don't think that's going to work, but it might work for the lazy people who aren't skilled. Anyway, interesting topic. And, um, you know, they said, well, maybe we can just do oral exams. Now that would be something. That was the way it used to be done. Uh, but the article gets kind of far afield of what the implications might be. So then we get over to Ritson, which is why I started down this chat GPT uh, path in the first place. Um, is chat GPT the next big threat to Google's dominance in the AI market? Uh, and it, it, it goes on to st Mark talks about how in the year 2000, he, the, you know, when Google came along and all, before that, I was using Lycos and Dogpile and some others, and you could find a lot. What really broke those and made them not workable was that the websites, you know, in order to get your website seen, you had to put in, like I owned whitetail.com at the time. I still own part of whitetail.com. Um, and, uh, you know, if you wanted to get it up at the top of the search engine, you type in the in – the, uh, in the hidden text behind the web behind what showed on the website, you would type whitetail, 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 whitetail deer, whitetail deer. You make copy and paste, copy and paste, make hundreds of them, and a lot of times that would get it higher up in the search rankings. But you, the the web builder, the website builder, defined what your what your site was, what what it was about, what it was found with. What Google did was they flipped that around and they said. Much like with with the uh, voice recognition, they flipped it around and they said instead of trying to recognize voices, what we're going to do is we're going to start recognizing the mistakes that we're making. And so what Google did was it said let's look at let's let's prioritize websites that are linked by other websites, so that the author of the website doesn't control how many people are referring to the, his website. It makes the better websites, the more popular websites, more more highly ranked. And it also, back in the day, put a, both of these put human components into the 
into the into the algorithms so the correction algorithm made it so people were involved in evaluating the voice to text right like real time and if you had enough data of people fixing the words you might find the words that are difficult and work explicitly on those it's called a labeled data set and the humans were labeling it the same thing with google when it started out humans were labeling it because other humans were creating backlinks to your site and the more of those you had the, the better your site was ranked but then of course humans also figured out ways to game that and would create hundreds or thousands of websites that would refer back to their primary websites so that it would get higher rankings and so it's been a battle ever since with google fighting with the, fighting with the creative humans to try to find out what's real and what isn't and how to get humans into the process so that we know what's real and what isn't um so anyway Google made that flip, and uh, Mark was astounded back in 2000. 20 years later, people are experiencing a similar reaction to chat GDP, GTP, GPT. New language process, processing tool developed by OpenAI. Some are suggesting it could pose a threat to Google, one of the most dominant and successful companies in the world. But before we get ahead of ourselves, let's take a step back and consider what chat GPT PT is and what it's capable of. And then it's and then it goes in chat GPT uses advanced machine learning algorithms to generate human-like text based on the input it receives. First of all, you know, I watched one of the head of development at Google and she explained that the algorithms aren't new at all. They were, you know, basic regression was from the 1840s, I think, and um and a lot of the stuff that Google uses is from the 1950s. They didn't really invent any algorithms. And so I doubt that ChatGPT did either. Okay. Uh, what, what happens is, is that you get better at handling the mistakes and handling the, uh, and handling, right. That's basically it. So it, it has the potential to be disruptive in many industries. It's poised to make a significant impact. Can help search engines be more efficient and user-friendly. Can improve results that are returned and make it easier for users to find information. Okay, very, and I wondered, when I read this, I thought, you know, this is really bad writing. It's very repetitive, lots of buzzwords. Don't believe it. This doesn't sound like Mark Ritson. Uh, ChatGBT is, and again, you know, same construction. A large language model has been trained to generate human-like. It's very, very repetitive, long, long sentences. It can answer questions, provide information, write text, even engage in conversation, all with a level of naturalness and fluency that is impressive, to say the least. Look at that sentence, okay? I would love to do the grammar checker on that sentence and see what writing level it is it's high but it doesn't convey much information that hasn't already been conveyed so i'm thinking what's wrong with mark ritson is he drunk is mark ritson drunk what happened to him he used to be a good writer i used to like reading his stuff uh and then we get to the bottom you know and it explains that it's just an add-on and here it says the conclusion is chat GBT is a cool tool, but isn't going to disrupt Google. But right here, it was asked to write this week's column by Mark Ritson in the style of Mark Ritson with a focus on its potential to disrupt Google.
Are you impressed? I'm not that impressed. Sorry, hate to say it. <laughs> but it's terrible writing, and uh, and I think Mark was right to do it. Uh, and if you didn't notice that it wasn't Mark, then you maybe shouldn't be reading Mark. I like reading Mark, and uh, I... And I'm glad that's what it said at the end because I, otherwise I thought he had, had a stroke or something. So I'm not saying it's not useful. It won't give you groundbreaking strategic insights because it's looking at the past, it's digesting it and spitting it back to you in a way that tries to fool you into thinking that it's actual creativity. It may be more creative than most creativity, which is a sad commentary on us humans. Have a great day. Merry Christmas. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.